back in, I think it was October, uh, I got an email from Instagram basically saying uh, you are eligible for a one-time consultation meeting about how to grow your account using Reels. And so I was like, okay, sure, why not? So I signed up for a time to speak with them on the phone, and that ended up being in November. And basically, I was told by the guy I spoke with that uh, my account was chosen because I was apparently making good content and some of my reels had gotten a lot of views. So I was chosen to talk to them about this. Welcome to the Instagram Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Hill. You can find me on Instagram at Daniel Hill Media. If this is your first time ever listening to my podcast, welcome. I host two podcasts, this one, which is usually about 20 minutes or so, and is interviews with people who are experts about Instagram on some particular facet of the platform. And I also host a daily show called the Instagram Stories, which is on your Amazon Echo device, your Google Home device, or you can listen through the Google Assistant, as well as Amazon and Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere else that you might get podcasts. If you ever wonder to yourself, Daniel, how can you safely call this show the Instagram Stories without the Instagram team coming after you with a bunch of lawyers? That's a great question, and I will answer that for you by telling you that I have official permission to do this. I have official permission to use the logo, branding, and trademark of Instagram, thankfully. Before I introduce today's guest, I just want to give you a little bit of background about the situation. I was on Twitter doing my thing, reading articles, and I came across a link to an article called Why Your Instagram Engagement Kind of Sucks Right Now. And I was like, that's a great title. So I clicked on the article and it is written by a woman named Rachel who I interview on this podcast. And she had a meeting with the Instagram partnerships team to explain how she should grow her account and what she should do in order to accomplish the goals that Instagram has set for her. I'm going to let Rachel introduce herself and tell the story, but I think you're really gonna like this episode. Stick around for the end because Rachel tells us about what she's working on next, and I think you are really going to like that. Here's today's show. Today on the show, we have Rachel Reichenbach from Rainy Loon. Rachel, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. Glad you're here. Um, Rachel, for those of us who are not familiar with you and your work, can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So, hi, my name is Rachel Reichenbach, and also known as Rainy Loon Online. And I live in the Bay Area in California, and I am a full-time college student and also a full-time artist and business owner. So I draw cute frog characters who like to do crimes, and I sell merchandise on my online store and Patreon. Awesome. I know you do a lot within the art community. This conversation is going to be strictly focused on Instagram. I first heard about you. I saw a very long blog post that you wrote, which was super informative and super detailed. Can you give us a little bit of the background about how that came to be that you got all this info and details? Yeah, sure. So basically back in, I think it was October, uh, I got an email from Instagram basically saying, uh, you are eligible for a one-time consultation meeting about how to grow your account using Reels. And so I was like, okay, sure, why not? So I signed up for a time to speak with them on the phone and that ended up being in November. And basically I was told by the guy I spoke with that uh, my account was chosen because I was apparently making good content and some of my Reels had gotten a lot of views. So I was chosen to talk to them about this. 
That's awesome. So it sounds like you were doing some things right. They wanted to help you to do more things right. I guess, yeah. And also probably wanted me to just stop recycling TikToks. All of mine had the TikTok logo on there. (laughs) It's so funny because I I don't know if you were on Instagram back in the day, like when Snapchat had stories and then Instagram had stories. And like in the beginning, everyone just posted on Instagram stories. Go follow me on Snapchat. Here's my Snap (laughs) post. Here's where I'm at. And it was like, what's the point until people started like creating content? And I think it's kind of the same thing right now is if you've already been creating content on TikTok, you're not going to be like, well, let me start all over over here. You're going to say, okay, let me repurpose some of it first. And then I'll start, you know, creating more as time goes on. Exactly. Yeah. So the, um, the blog post that you wrote, which is super long and it's going to be in the show notes. Can you give us first the gist of what the person you spoke with at Instagram told you and kind of what you took away from it? What I wrote about in the article, the main points that I covered were you need to be making reels right now. Otherwise, you're not going you're going to see less engagement on your whole account. And also the algorithm will reward and punish you based on your usage of Instagram as a whole and not just about your one individual post. So you have to use all of their features. And another point that ended up being a little infamous was Instagram's ideal amounts of posts of each type for each week. And the last thing I talked about was how consistency is key. What I really like about this whole topic, your your blog post, you're doing this, is when you read people who say they're Instagram experts and they tell you, oh, you have to do this strategy and this strategy, you don't know where are they getting that information from? Are we all just getting the same information? We're just repeating it over and over to each other. And it's very rare, I think, that a person is willing to not only have that conversation with someone at Instagram, like they get the chance, but then also they're like, and here's everything they told me. Here's step-by-step. Do you, Yeah. do they tell you like, don't say anything or like, this is a secret formula. Like how is that kind of phrased to you? Well, I sure hope they didn't because I don't remember whether or not they asked me that. So <laughs> I originally wrote this article up to try and help my friends because a lot of my friends also run small businesses and they're artists and I didn't think it would end up being seen by so many people I intended it for my one small community I didn't realize everyone had seen it (laughs) so I guess it, it went more viral than you were expecting your article yeah of the strategies that the person you spoke with at Instagram recommended have you been able to implement them and have you seen what they said to actually be the case when I first got the call a lot of my friends had been complaining for a while that their engagement on Instagram had been down and I hadn't really been experiencing that but after the call and I learned about if you're not doing reels that's why your engagement's down and I realized I had been doing reels around once a week while my friends hadn't been and that's why I hadn't seen my engagement go down so I started experimenting with my own account and I saw that if I didn't post at least one reel per week all of my posts were going down interesting okay I I'm never one to just do something because someone says it but after I read your article I was so motivated to examine my own content and we sort of have this time right now where we're recording this in between Christmas and New Year's and work happens to be slow for me right now, which is great. I'm not complaining. And I said, you know what? I need to create a reel every single day just to number one, prove to myself that I can. And number two, to test out this theory and see what, you know, is the situation. Oh my God. So so it's a lot of work, but it also, I enjoy creating content. And this time, like I said, it's very slow for work for me and I'm home, you know, I'm basically, you know, quarantined. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. So um, this has been a learning experience for me. 
One of the things I really did want to talk about, though, and, and you mentioned this specifically in the article, is about creating the reels using the Instagram tools themselves. We touched on this a little bit, but can you share like what that actually means? And if the person you spoke with at Instagram gave you any insight around that, like, does it mean just uploading a clip to reels that you recorded in the camera app on your phone? Or does it, is there like some other thing that, that is key in, in following that direction? Basically, he explained that you want to use Instagram's tools as much as possible, specifically because there is a team at Instagram, the promos team or something that is looking for good reels to feature and promote. And so they are specifically looking at the back end for reels that were made using Instagram's editor. So if you're using their effects, their music, their text, they are specifically looking for that. And those are the reels that they will choose to feature and show to a whole bunch of people for around a month. But if you just take a TikTok and re-upload it and has the TikTok logo on there, they're not going to end up featuring that. Or right. even anything just uploaded and edited somewhere else that wasn't technically made in the Reels app. So they tend to skip over those. Interesting. Okay. And that's that's kind of been the harder part for me is like, I'll see something on TikTok and I'll think like, oh, that's really funny. I want to make my own version of that, but I need the sound, right? And I might not be able to find that video on Instagram, so I can't use the sound to create it. So what do I have to do? Download it all to my computer, make it in Adobe Premiere Pro, then copy it over to my phone, then upload it. So the Instagram team is going to be like, well, this guy didn't use the tools, right? So I think that's a really interesting takeaway. And as Instagram adds more tools to their, you know, the, the ability to be able to search reels only, the, be, the ability to find sound clips and save them and favorite them so you can use them the same way on TikTok, I think that's going to make it a lot easier. And exactly. It has been difficult because the draft system, it crashes often and doesn't save your work. And also I have a business account. I can't use sounds because they're protected by copyright and because my account is a business. So I have to use sounds from elsewhere and upload it. So I can't, none of my videos would ever likely be featured by the promotion team. And he's like, oh, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> didn't think about that. I was just like, okay, great. Very frustrating conversation to have. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that you mentioned in the article was uh, also using all the features of Instagram as much as possible. And I think that's a really interesting one because when stories first came out, for instance, I was all about stories and not about feed. And then when IGTV came out, I was like, no, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. I don't know who, but not for me. And so it's kind of, it is challenging to use all the tools and, and put them together can you talk a little bit about that and maybe if you've done anything along those lines to use all the features of Instagram? Yeah, basically what he said is that you want to be using every single different type of feature they offer and not just uh, normal posts. So they want you to use IGTV and the reels and stories and also the things like in stories. So things like uh, using the story stickers and all that stuff. They just want you to be able to use everything. And so what I've done personally for mine is I've just tried to stretch things out as much as possible. And I've ended up recycling things. So I have the one drawing I'll post as a normal feed picture. And then I'll have the making of the drawing as a reel. And then maybe me inspecting the products themselves. That was a drawing as an IGTV all these different things. And then the sketch on stories. So you have to really milk everything for what it's worth. 
And I think that's something that I personally am not that great at, but the way you describe it is the exact strategy that you should follow, right? Which is show the behind the scenes from one way, because somebody who's really interested in what you did is gonna be like, how did they make that? And I think that's a really great thing to do. You outline exactly what the Instagram rep told you, and then you outline your far more realistic ideal amounts of doing, which by the way, perfect titles. I absolutely love that. Can you go over, if you don't mind, what Instagram told you, which you call the highly real, unrealistic versus your far more realistic goals instead? Basically, Instagram's highly unrealistic ideal amounts of posts of each type per week was they wanted three posts per week. And so reels and IGTV that you choose to post to feed also count in this category. And then they wanted eight to 10 stories per week, preferably two or more per day. And then they wanted four to seven reels per week and one to three IGTV per week. I think that is a whole marketing company right there uh, in order to create that much content. Like if you are just a person, like you have a business of your own, right? That's another business completely separate to just kind of create that much content. And Exactly. And so what was your far more realistic ideal amount takeaways? Um, my realistic amount per week was to do one to two stories per day. And specifically, I want people to post more stories of their pets because I want to see more people's pets on stories. Thank you. <laughs> and then I advised also for one reel per week and an IGTV if you're really feeling it or not. Doesn't really matter. And then for the number of normal feed posts per week, I just went with to check the next section about cons consistency and having a strict posting schedule. When he first told right. me to do, he said, do you think you could be making four to seven reels per week for the next one to two months? Your account will see huge growth and engagement. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm a full-time student and full-time business owner. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an absurd amount of content. I, I think... If you were a company, like you were a marketing company and that you had, you know, two or three or five people dedicated to doing that, absolutely. It's it's definitely possible. But um, the way that you outlined what's realistic, I think, is something that everyone needs, like a little sanity check to say, okay, I have a schedule. I have a job. This isn't it, right? This doesn't, I don't necessarily make money because of every single post I do. If you do, great, then keep doing it and do more of it. But if you don't, and there's another way you earn money, focus on that and use this to to augment whatever uh, free time you have. Can you talk a little bit about the consistency part? Because I think that the couple of examples that you gave um, in the post are, are really important. I told him there was no way I would be able to post that much per week and their ideals aren't really intended for, you know, real human beings. And so he said that he'd heard that feedback and when he was talking to other people, what he suggested was to just be consistent when you're posting. You don't need to post every single day, but having a schedule and sticking to it is really important, he said. And so he said he has some people who post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at their same time every week, or they do every other day, or they do a certain amount of posts per week. And he said, as long as you're posting at your followers peak hours and you're posting consistently over time, your account will be able to grow. I think that's a really good point. Do you use any scheduling tools to kind of make that happen to ensure that you post at those consistent times? Not really, because that sounds like a little too much effort for me to go through. I just, in the morning, I try to, <laughs> <laughs> I try to figure out at the beginning of the week what I think I'll be posting 
later and what days of the week I think I'll be posting it. But even though he suggests having a very strict schedule, I don't need to go through that much effort to adhere to all those guidelines. I'll just do my best. I do like the the point that you made, though, about consistency. And that is a really hard thing to do sometimes because sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't have anything to post. I don't feel like I have anything to say or anything I'm proud of that I want to show. But it seems like being consistent over time will help you to grow much faster than being inconsistent. Exactly. And not every post is going to be great or phenomenal. Sometimes it's okay to be mediocre and not have every post going to be great and just coming to terms with not everything's going to do amazing will help you a lot in the long run. I saw that you also took the time to really answer people who had questions in the comments. And I give you a lot of respect for for doing that. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was one of the questions that I saw come in, which had to do with stories and the intervals with which you should post stories. Do you mind talking a little bit about that and sort of what makes the most sense from a time perspective when it comes to stories? Yeah, sure. So basically what the Instagram representative I spoke with said was that you want to post stories throughout the day because they are somewhat chronological. So if you're posting once in the morning and then once in the evening, you get seen by both the morning and the evening people. Versus if you just fire off everything at once in the morning, you're only being seen by the people checking in the morning. I really like that strategy. And that makes sense because if somebody watches your story throughout the day, which I know a lot of people do, you want to give them something to keep coming back to, right? And if some people just get caught up once a day, that's fine too. But you want to give people as much of that content spread out over time, which I think is a really good strategy. It's hard to think of that sometimes because when you're saying, oh, let me schedule out my content. Let me schedule one post a day or whatever. You don't think to schedule stories throughout the day, but I, I really like that um, strategy suggestion. Since your article has done so well, so many people have read it. Do you mind talking a little bit about the reactions that you've gotten to the article? Yeah. So my reactions from people on Instagram were mostly like, wow, thank you so much for sharing all this information. This is so helpful. Thank you. And then my reactions that I got on Twitter were, I'm going to grab my pitchfork and burn Instagram to the ground. (laughs) There was a huge disparity between the two. And I ended up getting some really hateful messages and emails about it because people were saying, how dare you encourage people on how to use Instagram? Instead, you should say we should destroy Instagram. I'm like, not all of us can go along with that, but okay. <laughs> That's a big leap. That's a big leap from, hey guys, here's some tips that might help you to take it all down. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's been a little strange to have such widely varied reactions. And it's interesting to think about, uh, I've also had some people say that the ideal posting amounts made them not want to create or made them depressed. And I, that was the opposite of what I wanted. I wanted to help other people post or be able to overcome the Instagram algorithm. And I think one of the most important things that a lot of people really hyper-focused on was the ideal posting amounts. But as I said in my article, that isn't the Bible you need to stick to. And in fact, I really don't recommend you try to adhere to those ideal posting amounts. It's not achievable for humans or anyone who has at least a semblance of mental health they wish to retain. It's, you don't have to go with all of those arbitrary numbers if you want to grow an audience or grow a following. It will help you get it in a shorter amount of time, but 
I think the most important point was being consistent over time. So you don't have to do everything all at once. You can take your time. But it is still a bit of a job. That's excellent. I really like how you put that. Rachel, where can we find you online? And what can we look forward to you creating in the near future? You can find me on my website, RainyLoon.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, at RainyLoon. And in the future, I'm working on writing part two to the article, where I will go more in depth about the little tips and tricks and Instagram's best practices that uh, the representative spoke with me about in our phone call. And I also want to compare that with what I've learned in my own experience about how to appeal to actual human beings. And it's going to be a little bit about seduction. You want to seduce the algorithm into showing your post to people, but also you want to seduce the humans who are behind that. And there's more into it than just appealing to an algorithm. You have to appeal to the humans there too. Well, I'm hooked. That was enough to get me interested. <laughs> um, normally, I would never ask this on a podcast, but can we possibly have you back on to talk about that article when you have the availability? <laughs> yeah, sure. Awesome, awesome. Rachel, this has been great having you on. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me on. That's it for today's episode. Hopefully, you found that helpful and beneficial. If you haven't checked out Rachel's blog post, I definitely encourage you to go have a read of it. You can find it in the show notes. If you could do me a favor, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you found any of my podcasts beneficial, if you could leave a review for wherever you listen to podcasts, if that's on Apple Music or Spotify or Amazon or Google or wherever, I would really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet checked out my daily show, The Instagram Stories, definitely look for that as well. Every time Instagram adds a feature, you have to know, why did you add this feature? How does it work? How can it help me grow my following? I answer all those questions every single day with every feature that Instagram adds. And sometimes I talk about the features and let you know before they come out. True story. When Reels came out, I said, guys, August 1st, set your watch. And you know what? I was right. So for all of you who dropped your first Reels on August 1st because you heard it on my show, you're welcome. I would like to maybe just tell you one fact about me that you didn't know since you made it all the way to the end of the episode, and I will let you know that I only drink decaf coffee. You might be wondering, isn't the point of coffee to get a little buzz or rush? I'm not even sure anymore because I've been drinking decaf for so long that I really have no idea what the brush is supposed to feel like. I think that if I do have regular coffee, I should just immediately enter myself into a marathon because I am positive I could run the whole thing on one cup. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.